Is this on? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. All right, here we are. We're outside the Tell Me About That Podcast Collective. There's like a ton of podcasts in there. We're about to pull the sweetest prank on them. Are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, all right, all right. Tell me about that on three. One, two, three. T- tell, tell me about, about that. that. Ryan, come on. Throw the, throw the stone. I, I'm, I'm nervous. Ryan, just remember, don't throw with your eyes. Throw with your heart. Okay, I think that's what I needed. Yeah. Excited to be here. Oh no, we let the podcast out. Guys, guys, come back. Do you want to do an ad read? Ooh, maybe they'll come back if I start the podcast. That's that right, everybody. Horrible. You're here in Pennsylvania, Texas, right? Or Pennsylvania, Jeremy, right now? You're about to experience Texas, Jeremy, but you won't experience it. It'll just be me. It'll just be a little per. But I will, I will come back changed. I didn't, I didn't hear Ryan sing along. I just wanted to... Oh, I'm not going home. That's why. Uh, you don't want to go home, though? No, I don't. Okay, well, he said join in with me, and you guys... I'm, well, I'm, I'm not going to be unfaithful to myself. What am I going to lie to myself? Well, you're going to be unfaithful to the podcast. Better than being unfaithful to myself. This is a podcast of three guys talking, all right? The the bonds between us are so flimsy that any sort of breach of trust could destroy the whole thing. Someone sneezes the wrong way, that tower's going down. The fact that we've made it this far is incredible. And you're you're really putting that in jeopardy when you, you start to like... Or I'm testing it to see, to make sure we're okay. I'm trying. I'm. Tr- I'm. I'm like a like an auditor. Why does God give his toughest podcast his strongest battles? His <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I've I've been your toughest opponent this whole time. Oh, so you're from the podcast inspectors? You, you, yeah. You're coming to do the breach. They do. They they uh, usually do that kind of thing. The the real like sting operation sort of. Yeah. I mean, I'm more I'm more like a contractor than anything else. Like I don't. Work, okay. So, I don't work for them. I work with them. So are you? Was it podcast first, agency second, or have you done this a couple of times? Yeah, yeah. So we, we started, and around episode 40, 45, um, they actually rang me, because um, obviously they're not going to reach out via email or text. They're going to call you, because they don't want the to be- They don't, they don't want to act like a scam, yeah. Communicate, yeah. So they, they, they gave me a call, and they were like, hey, we've been, we, we've been tipped off that, you know- your your podcast is good, but it's on it's on the edge of like They said our podcast was good. Hell yeah. They said it was good. They they nice. did like it, but they, they were on iTunes. They were like they did. They if you look closely, <laughs> nice. they, there okay, is uh, nice. federal podcast inspectors, the FPI. Um FPI, they did leave a yeah. comment. Um and you have to go which, look if you're listening. Oh, they left a comment. Wow. Yeah, they left a comment. Um wasn't like wasn't like what raving mad. Uh it said good. Good <laughs> Just <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey. They 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 cut straight to the point. They they're all. They could have said worse. They're surprisingly the all about getting rid of the red tape, which is surprising for a, a, an official agency. Um, but they reached out. They were like, "Love the podcast. You're doing great." But we're not a hundred percent sure about you know all the all the things surrounding it, like keeping it, it afloat. It's all a little wishy washy. We just want to make sure. Yeah, all we want—they wanted to give us a vibe check—is really what, what vibe it is. checks by the FBI. 
Yeah. Um, uh, as an inspector, Ryan, do you get a gun? Uh, it's a water gun, but yes. It's a water gun. Can you arrest people? Citizens um, arrest. Citizens arrest. No, no, but no. I'm talking about the... No, I want to... No, I can't. Arrest. But I do get fuzzy... Uh, fuzzy handcuffs. Oh, okay, fuzzy so handcuffs. that's fun. Okay. That's fun. Uh, what, where do I, where do I apply for? Yeah, this? how do I sign Unf- up? Unfortunately, you don't. Um, they reach out to you. Um, but did you receive since, the fuzzy handcuffs locked, unlocked, worn, like on you? Um, well, are you sure that you are not some sort of? Well, you know the crazy thing prisoner? is the th- the crazy thing is was the way you know they they gave me the call and everything, and obviously. They can't send me um, those materials over the phone. Like that's just physically impossible to do that. <laughs> yeah, the only so thing you what, can send through phones is kisses. Obviously, right? Uh, they did send me one, which was great. Great kiss. Um, <laughs> but they had they they did tell me there was a a process um, to getting the the materials to me, and they had to come to my door, put a bag over my head, and transport me somewhere else to pick up the the stuff. They gave it to me. Um, weirdly enough, they, they stuff- drove you, they drove me. Yeah. Great, great that's service. Great gas prices. Yeah. Yes, honestly, right now. I mean, that's huge. You don't they, have to drive yourself. They stuck the water gun in my pocket. They were like, here, you're basically holstering it. Keep that's that fine. Thing on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can keep that MF thing on you. Um, and then they put the handcuffs on me. I assume because it was easier to transport them. Cause like handcuffs are a pain to yeah, train, like put them? jingle jangle around on. Cause you were wearing sweatpants. Um, exactly. And then they put me in this room. <laughs> Um, with another person and one key in the middle, and we kind of just had to Fig- fight. Okay, yeah, not to the death, but we just had to fight Whoa. to try and get the key. How how was the other and guy just, looking when you got out? I actually didn't. It, as soon as soon as I unlocked, they actually put the bag over my head, so I yeah, didn't see him afterwards. Uh, Ryan, I got bad news for you, man. That fight that was to the death for sure. Ah, uh, I. Psh- Schrodinger's death, you know. Schrodinger's death. He's he's both dead and alive until the we find out. Death is dead or alive, or and alive, I suppose. Boys, I have something to confess. What's that? Now that Ryan's come out, I'm actually a secret undercover FPI inspector. Um, and Jack, we've got some terrible. Oh news. no! I was gonna say, am I the only authentic podcaster on this show? You've got to move. Your acoustics in your room that you're currently in is not, not the up vibe. To code. Oh, not geez. the vibe. Well, it's not up to code. We've talked about this, Ryan. Um, and unfortunately, well, I mean, they mean the same thing. Relocate is it okay? Within the next two oh, weeks. Jeez. Well, it's going to be a bit short notice, but I think I could probably switch to a place with like a door on it, and maybe some carpeting would help. I, th- I think that'd that'll help. Be, that'd probably be helpful. I think that would. Do you? You will need a picture of two cats uh, uh, in your. Uh, doesn't have to be in the room, but it has to be touching a wall that's, you know, enclosing the room, right? So it could be on the outside of the room. Okay, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to get both my cats in there, but I could probably do something. You know what? About well, 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 I talk. I talked to our boss because um, it turns out we have the same boss. I, I actually just texted him as we were talking because um, he he informed me that oh, there was something else. There was another situation going on. Uh, yeah, Ryan didn't. I knew Ryan was one, but Ryan didn't know I was. One. But I knew but there wasn't report to the same I knew, boss. I knew there was an operation going on. I just didn't know if it was. Boys, I got something to confess us. to you. Uh oh. 
I've been making a series of fake phone numbers and calling you over these last couple of months, <laughs> the last no, couple of years, and no. convincing you that there is some sort of shadowy podcasting organization that has oversight, because I wanted to weed out what you guys thought about me as a podcaster, and you fucking failed the test, because you had all this shit talking about my recording space, tell me I need to move, it's you guys who need to move, it's you guys who need to change. It's been a ruse Jack, the whole time. Jack, are you time. implying that Ryan killed someone for no reason? Oh, no, that... Um, it was for a reason. Um, maybe not very relevant. <laughs> Wait, was to it Ryan. not FPI related? Yeah, it wasn't anything about the podcast, but it did. I mean, listen, it helped me out a lot. <laughs> Is that why the police have been knocking on my door every so often? I have no knowledge of this. Hmm. Okay. You think you could get away? You think you could scam? Here's a scam for everyone out there. <laughs> well, the F. The scam zone. The FL3I. So it's the FBI, but in computer type, like it kind of would look, it would be F-I-3 oh my God. would kind of look like a V, and then the I would just be an I. Or one, or... You think... You gotta go something with an N to an M. That's the only way. You could, that's like basically, that's a, not a horrible password. F-I, F-I-3-1. That's actually a really bad that's password. That's a terrible password. <laughs> the fact that it's, you just conceptualized so it short. means that it's a terrible <laughs> password. That's Can you imagine if someone at the FBI went and sat down on their computer and typed in F-I-3-I? Literally, I, F-I-3-1. Literally, the, the, one there. the way to make a secure password is to make it longer. Jeremy's just like, eh, four characters it works. Four, <laughs> it's just FI31. Four characters yeah. in a pattern that matches a very common acronym. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why you're not a security expert, Jeremy. Yeah, my password's yeah. password, but the A, get this, is an ampersand. Is a, is a ampersand. Doesn't make any sense, right? Because it means and. But, but ampersand starts with an A. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, it's, the like word it. ampersand. <laughs> it's the word ampersand. P-A-M-P-R. Well, speaking of the government, we know there's one thing that... Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. We're not speaking of any government Yeah, whoa, here. hey, whoa. Well, let's, 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 let's pretend we're talking about the government. One thing they're really good at, one thing they really enjoy is putting everything in spreadsheets. And boy, have I got the spreadsheet news for you. Oh, um, so we're, okay. we're all of us here. Yeah, it's surprising, right? All of us here are are, are gamers. Um, through and through. Have you have you have you boys heard of Eve Online? <laughs> yeah, it's like a space have, space yeah. kind of game. Uh, well, it's really known for its like really robust like ecosystem and e- economics and trading and everything. Um, people love it for that. Um, they just announced that they are officially integrating Microsoft Excel into the game. <laughs> okay. That's, with, with the help of, of Microsoft. That's how you know a game is for nerds, is that the yeah. way that you need to play the game officially is requiring an actual, like, Microsoft Excel. Yep. Yeah, they're, no, they're, no, boys. I hate to, You guys aren't seeing the absolute grift that is being done right now. This is just so, you know, the boss walks in, <laughs> you're playing EVE Online. There's a hotkey now. It's instantly It doesn't even have to boot baby. up the application. Yeah, it's got it right in, yeah, right in it's there. Just it's there. Already, it's, it's got already the data the right there ready to go. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, and it's a great grift to, for, to get people to buy both more copies of EVE, the people who, who like spreadsheets, 
and like video games be like oh you may also now like th- these beautiful worlds are marrying and then the people who have eve are like oh thank god but now i need to buy microsoft excel i i think everybody so who gets always... a copy of microsoft excel also it's installed oh it installs you get a free... eve online and it makes you an account i mean the first thing, time you open it, it uh, it's like create your character what the hell yeah you know what i'm hearing with that it's a write-off, That's a write-off. Business, business expense, expense. oh true and it's good. And the, the great part is the, the version that is included is, you know how there's like browser, browser-based versions of games and stuff? This one's an Excel-based version. So it opens up one cell and <laughs> you can play the game, game inside that cell. <laughs> wow. That's pretty incredible. I um, EVE Online, I've heard, is basically a second job anyway. So it's like really just yeah. letting it actually become a job at that point, which I love. Yeah, I mean... I, I've heard people, I mean, you trade like real currency and stuff, I think, people right? People like, or like it, it's, at a certain point, it get, can get exchanged for people currency. People play that game and are like traders, right? And that's what they do. And right. they, when they play the game, they like go to a depot, pick up a bunch of cargo, and then like and then space ship it out flight somewhere. it yeah, to somewhere else. Yep. And then they're like, nice, made a and bunch of money. Like, work, like people work for like an yeah, organization work, and they yeah, get paid by them. Yeah, it's literally like having a second job. Which I definitely get the appeal. I think it would be fun to have like a made up kind of like space world, space life. But that's a but lot at the same of time. time you yeah, put like in. I also want to play like Overwatch <laughs> <laughs> and make things go fast. I want to play a five minute Rocket League match yeah, every so exactly. often. And by a five minute Rocket League match, I mean like sixteen five minute Rocket League matches in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh... That's my Excel news of the week. Come in, come back um, next my, my show new segment. for Ryan's next, and I promise it here, folks. You heard it here, Ryan, giving one hundred percent guarantee that next show there will be another Excel uh, based, uh, but bit here. So get ready for that. Excel bit number two. <laughs> well, um, while you're waiting, you can kind of feast your brain on our next segment, which is trying to figure out why these questions on r slash stupid questions from Reddit were asked. And the first question is that the whole title talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That's the okay, official cool. whole title. Um, coming at you hot from six days ago. Do chickens recognize their grandparents? Has a chicken ever actually do- met its grandparent? I was going to say, do chickens live long enough for the grandchildren to see the grandparents. Or do you mean they, like, recognize their grandparents? Like, they're born, and then their handparents are like, you must know who has come before you. There are generations yeah. of chickens before you, and they go, ah, and they sit. <laughs> Stories and passed they down. recognize <laughs> their grandparents. Maybe this is a, a grandparent rooster sitting down, an old grandpa rooster sitting down on the internet, and he's like, I wonder if my kids, my grandkids care about me, you know? Are they paying their proper respects? Right, he, he, Right, he's, he's in the retirement home <laughs> by himself. The retirement coop. I'm kind of getting, kind of getting into some saucy territory here. Um, so chickens tend to live five to ten years. Now the question is, how old do they be when they how old lay do egg? they be? How old? How old do is they be when saucy, they lay Is this a spicy territory, Jeremy? Is how old are chickens well, when they so lay he, eggs? Well. No, well, here, the problem is I just typed in when are chickens fertile. When are <laughs> chickens like, fertile? I didn't, when Google, I, I didn't, Google chickens I didn't age of consent. That. <laughs> oh, no. Chicken Don't Google that. No, that's horrible. No, stop it. 
In no. PA? <laughs> oh, there's, it's different. What? Oh, no. In that's PA? Just, in Japan? <laughs> um, chicken. What, like, when do chickens you know if there were two places eggs. if there were two places to have ages of consent for chickens it would be pennsylvania yeah, and japan pennsylvania, japan 18 out. 18 weeks okay are when it's, hens can lay their first egg okay so oh. there's a, a hard possibility that they're yeah. seeing multiple many grandparents so how do you recognize a chicken by its plumage the strut of its walk i don't know the way it walks or by the content <laughs> of know. its character I, I, <laughs> you gotta look in the eyes. The eyes are the windows, the, the windows the of the chicken soul. Chicken is like yeah. I remember my grandfather, and I would know him, but if I saw him, because of the way his his walking pattern listed a little bit to the left, and because every time he pecked to the ground, he did it three times, and then a fourth one after a short pause. Um, also, he lost one of his wings uh, because he was gonna be slaughtered, but they picked the wrong one. And then that's got passed down from generation. So every generation after doesn't have up. a second wing. <laughs> that's that's how that, that's how genetics. Well, no, that's it keeps happening by accident. At that point, no, no, it's just they're born without a. Oh, is a that how genetics? Wing? No, no, work? they're not. They, they, no, they they have a genetic predisposition to almost be slaughtered, but then at the <laughs> they last look second, really tasty. But they're like, oh, this is the wrong the one. Block, it's like, nah, I don't know. This one doesn't really look like it's gonna fill yeah. out. And. So they all they all end up losing that same wing. It's almost like a curse if you think about it, like a Stanley Yelnets holes level family curse. Aren't aren't genetics all, all always just That's a curse? That's true, dude. My my bald head agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, that's great discussion. But why why are they trying to figure out? Do you think you think they found the chicken on the side <laughs> of the road? Get this back. It had on the co- on the collar. It said, "Parents are dead. Please, like, <laughs> yeah. return to grandparents." And, and if missing, <laughs> return to grandparents. And there's three. There's three farms in the area, and so they're like, "Can I just I go to it. each one?" I got it. This person stranded on the road. Superhero situation. You know, you always see in the superhero movies where they're like stranded and they end up in someone's barn, right? And they do what they have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. This t- person goes up and sees a chicken wandering around. It's two chickens, a, a hen and a rooster, and they're like, man, I'm so hungry. And they grab the two chickens, and they chop them, and they you know, cook them and eat them. And then while they're cooking them and eating them, oh a, a little baby chick walks out from oh, around the corner, and they're no. like, oh no. oh, no. Those chickens were parents. No way. I, gotta be, <laughs> I can't take this chick with me. I don't have the necessary skills to, to f- fulfill their life. Maybe they have a grandparent around <laughs> here somewhere. I don't know if they would recognize it or not. <laughs> So, it's, so they just like hold the chick up to the, yeah. all the chickens and be like, do you, uh, anything, h- hello? Do anything for you? Yeah. See, I thought you were going a different direction with that because I thought you were going to, the chick was going to look in the pan and be like, oh no, <laughs> my, my Jack and like Grammy Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> now I have, uh, I have a, a slightly different um, take. What if, what if this question now to re to, 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 to ask again, the, the question itself was, can a chicken recognize its grandparents? Something like that, right? Do chickens. Yes. Yeah. What if this was written by a chicken who was at the farm, but got lost and it's like, oh, I don't know if I get back, if I'll be able to find my grandparents again. This, this so, chicken is okay. able to search. If if Graham, so this chicken can conceptualize the internet 
can conceptualize the fact that they may or may not be able to recognize their grandparents, <laughs> but can't actually recognize. Yeah, I mean they've never had they've never had to before. Okay, okay here's we a small farm. It's a small farm. It. It's just <laughs> okay. So this person was going to chick homecoming with a lovely young chick, and they were taking pictures beforehand, and then the grandparents of the the chick that they're taking showed up and they're like they were in the background of the photo and they, they went shit they're gonna be so mad when they see me in the background <laughs> do you think they're gonna recognize wait, that it's wait. me I, no that's not what I was I always saying <laughs> I like that I was saying I was saying that they were cousins <laughs> that oh, they had the no. same grandparents oh, then, oh wait, wow that's what, my a grandparent. what a no, twist no way no way you yeah. can recognize your grandparent yeah. like that. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> alright I think we need to move on <laughs> um, we've gotten too weird hmm, wow another animal one another animal one is my alternate huh um okay Next question, could you legally sell food made by a rat? Obviously, some rat some a lot of ratatouille, inspiration, ratatouille yeah. inspiration coming from this one. Um, now, I might, I might argue that that food wasn't technically <laughs> made by a rat. It was made by human hands. It was technically made by a human being controlled yeah. by a Actually, rat. Actually, at the end, I think it is just rats cooking the food. <laughs> Look, it's fair. It's been a while, but for but most of the film, at least for for a significant portion, yeah. Okay, so in the in the context, uh, it's a, it, they are wondering about the legality in Paris and the United States. So hey, that's um, I, I think that's consider, fair. We have to consider two different. Well, they're uh, hoping that it's okay in the here. U.S., but if they because they know it's probably cool in Paris, because otherwise they wouldn't have made they couldn't have filmed the movie. Right, right. They wouldn't they, have made that documentary. The too. They would never <laughs> yeah. waste that much food. Um, yeah, so. It's probably good in Paris, but they want to see if, if they don't have to move. If they can franchise <laughs> yeah. into the United States. I'm going to call up Remy's franchise, place and actually. see if I can get one here. <laughs> did you say franchising? Um, I did. Hmm. Now, I mean, what if this person, they got a rat because they saw Ratatouille. <laughs> they, didn't think, they didn't think this through. They were like, they were I want to get a rat. They were inspired. They were, but like, but they weren't inspired to like make a restaurant. But then they're like, oh, ratatouille, cool. Rats are so awesome. Let me get a rat to have as a pet. And then you know, three, four weeks in, rat doesn't really do much. He's always sitting around the house. He's rent's kind of going up. Inside. Yeah, not really, <laughs> not really pulling their weight around the house. So they're like, well, what if ratatouille? What if we could do that? And so that they're trying to just like you know, you know, be a good roommate, get everything equal. Be a good the, roommate the, by gaslighting their their rodent roommate into cooking food for them in possibly illegal <laughs> manner. Well, they signed the lease, so he signed the lease. Yeah, but you can't run a restaurant. Oh, so the rat? There. Could you legally sell food made by a rat? You can if you don't tell anyone it was made by that's, a rat. That's, but that's, that's what I'm not thinking. Legal I'm then, thinking right? how, how bad does the food... Well, no. How, okay, how could you legally yeah. sell food that was cooked by a rat? If I had, like, a pizza dough, right, and I put it in, like, five bags, and then I had rats run all over it to flatten out the dough, and then... <laughs> 
I think you could put yeah, it in one bag. Maybe two, just for. <laughs> I don't think the amount well, of bags. It's is a sanitary make barrier. Much you see. And then you know some sort of. See, I well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you're putting too much on the rats. I you're 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 running on some stereotypes that I don't That's think true. are fair to the rats. You're you're working on the assumption that they're gross and dirty. Those are like the sewer rats. But like, working if you get rats. like a pet rat at a store. It's just as clean as like your your dog or your cat. Granted, not super yeah, they, clean. Probably don't want yeah. them trying all over your food. But yeah, I think so that's you, one you bag have worthy. You run through a puddle of hand sanitizer and then onto the bag, right? That's fine. And then yeah, you set you up go. some sort of Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine where the rats set off like the cheese, the sauce, the toppings. That's rat pizza. Yeah. That's a hundred percent no human intervention. That's rat pizza, pizza baby. There, right? You put it in the oven. Well. Technically, it is okay, because you built like, the Rube Goldberg machine. Unless the you rat make built a Rube the Goldberg, Rube Goldberg machine that machine. trains rats to build Rube Goldberg machines. <laughs> to build Rube Goldberg machines. And you can Rube say Goldberg that there's at least one degree of separation pizza. between human hands and your pizza at all time. Yeah, that's fair. Because you can reproduce so, that. Yeah. Like, the rat can reproduce like uh, the Rube Goldberg machine multiple times. That's train how you, that's how you franchise it out. Too, they could ship it out themselves. And then, and then you teach them to, to drive regular cars and, and get like a license and put stuff on top of their car. Use an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> teach, them to, teach them how to do a spreadsheet. I want to, I want to plan an idea and then come back to it. Uh, could, uh, could you legally sell food made by a rat? Can we legally sell drinks made by a rat? We'll get back to that. Um, what, what if, what if, Jack, you were asking what kind of food could you sell, right? What if you open a dog food store? That sells human food made by a rat that but everyone knows is human food, but since you're selling it as dog food, it doesn't meet the same rigorous. Oh, so it's like a front. They're coming. They're coming in. They're, <laughs> it's they're for dogs. dog food. It's not. Meant I don't for know human. why that. Oh no! It. I it's can't tell dogs. them that they can't eat it. My four cheese lasagna with special sauce. I know that my dog loves yeah. this. Actually, Garfield. Because he loves Garfield lasagna. the cat comes in here and every he Monday. he hates Mondays. To get his lasagna. He's always in such a foul <laughs> mood when he comes in on Mondays because he hates them so much. But then when he gets a bite of my lasagna. But you're not going to stop the person from coming. I'm you doing it right now. Dog I'm eating dog food. food no one's second. stopping you from eating dog food. Well, yeah, I mean, John, Garfield can't come in and buy it himself. He's not a, he's not a waged employee by any stretch exactly. of the imagination. So John comes in, buys two lasagnas for... For, seemingly for Garfield because he's a big lasagna nut. Um, made but, by the rats, of course. What? Lasagna made by the rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just need um, to keep that thread going. Otherwise, right, it's just right. a that's normal fair. lasagna made by we, we have, we have We haven't mentioned that that's made by the rats yet in a while. Um, but John buys two lasagnas, be like, hey, this is Garfield's food for the week. They go home. Garfield gets a lasagna. So does John. Lasagna. Um, anyway. <laughs> nice, good, good podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Yes, sir. Do you think uh, you could get a, uh, I just remember, uh, get a rat on a wheel and stir a martini? Do you think we could like, or, or something like that? Do we think we could do that? Oh yeah, I could rig that I, up in 15 Yeah, minutes. I mean, I, I'm assuming this is going back to your point about the drinks made by rats. Yeah. So maybe I, we just do like I a think bar. That's, I, I think that's totally, I, I think that one makes more sense than food. Because what when's when's the last time a bartender stuck his hand in a drink or something? Yeah. Now he's grabbing yeah. the bottles and pouring stuff out of them, mm. but yeah. he's not touching any of the liquids inside. Now garnishes and stuff are a little different. Yeah, that's US. That's only USB. True. That's true. Gar- garnishes are a little different though because like you're, you're not gonna you, you, then you get to the point of like 
the food aspect because like can a, can a rat put a, a wedge of lime in your drink? I don't know. Got a right. little, got one of those little side, side salad things where you just, yeah, it's like a choose your own adventure. Oh, like you a little bar out, kind of thing. I want a lime, I want a little mint. The human can do that. So it's a build your own bar. Yes. What would you call a, a bar where the, the rats make the drinks? What would you call it? Ooh. Rataboozy. Rataboozy. Ooh, you know what? That's it. That's the one. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Well, that's all I've got. So let's do the other thing we do. Oh, you mean that other thing called T-M-A-W-Y-T-W-W? I think that was it. That's the one. That was awesome. That was right off the cuff. <laughs> uh, that, of course... Jack's got adrenaline coursing through his veins right yeah, now. Yeah, dude. And by that, <laughs> I mean the McDonald's I ate right before this. My heart is beating <laughs> at like four beats per minute. Um, that, of course, stands for Tell Me About Who You Think Would Win. It's a brief little acronym that lets us shorten up those words. Uh, and that show, Tell Me About Who You Think Would Win, is a is a that's part of our podcast where we decide two combatants and we give them a place and an activity to duke it out, and we decide who would be the winner. This week, I think um, our our decider of who is is going to be facing off against each other is Ryan. Is that correct? No, I took a guess. It's Jeremy. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what we got? Yeah, the fifty percent chance. So, uh, Jack, you have informed us that it is your uh, you are approaching the finale of Seinfeld. So, in honor of that, we are going to be putting against Jerry Seinfeld and Kramer. All right, Ooh. this is going to be great. Hit TV show uh, Seinfeld. So, Ryan, uh, now that we know who are going to be competing, why don't we say where they're going to be competing? Yeah, these two are actually going to be doing whatever they're doing. Um, in an unknown location, um, specifically in a wooded area, but we don't know. We don't know exactly where, <laughs> okay. but it's it's full of trees and plants and all that. But we don't know where. Perfect. Well, I think this, they've really gotten themselves into a classic Seinfeld debacle here because these um, these two contestants, uh, Cosmo Kramer and Jerry Seinfeld, are going to be interviewing and. Um, I guess uh, applying and interviewing to become a United States postal worker. Oh, okay. Um, oh. So it seems like they're in some sort of test here, right? They're out in the woods. Maybe they got to deliver their package to the unknown. The address on the box is scratched out. It's sort of a scenario based well, it's through like training, it's through, like through rain, wind, sleet, and snow or something, right? Trees and, trees and forests yeah. and unknown addresses and trees yeah. and forests and not having yeah. an address. Yeah, is their whole motto. <laughs> Um, I think Newman says that a couple times yeah. in the show, too. I wonder if that's where they got the inspiration to do this competition. Probably, yeah. Okay, so so for those of you who haven't seen the show, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, more methodical than Kramer, a little bit more level-headed. <laughs> I would say so. Um, Kramer is off the walls, um, crazy ideas. Uh, not the most stick to it attitude i would say <laughs> there's been I, quite a few projects yeah, that have fair. been started and have not been completed it can be described as erratic now sure. i will i will say kramer does have a knack for accidentally stumbling into a solution to something that is so very that's true. true i think that's definitely a plus for for him that he just accidentally you know solves the problem i'd like to think about how both characters would st- you know they st- get off the van, right? The sack is removed from their head so they right. can finally see where they are. How do they both begin, right? I imagine they're not next to each other, so they don't get to have... Because if they get into any sort of zany antics, you know they're never delivered. That's true. Package. <laughs> well, it, so they drop them off they, on They might sides. still get into zany antics, but they, they might f- like accidentally run into each other. But 
they're not going to start together, correct? Yeah. Okay, so here here are two... This is our Seinfeld expert, Jerry, yeah. uh, chiming in, by so, the way. So, uh, Kramer has traveled, it seems like, a lot more around the surrounding New York area than Jerry has, uh, specifically out to a lot of the um, waste disposal places. <laughs> Okay. And certainly. So, in terms of the outskirts of the city, which presumably there's not, I mean, they could be, I guess, in Central Park, um, but I feel like they would know if they're in Central Park. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not that dense and desolate. The other, this is an upstate. The other option is, or the other, I guess, pro for, for Jerry is he was indeed a postal worker for Newman. Uh, he oh. did replace Newman. And then on top of that, he did do a very very good job which in fact got uh which was the reason that the word got back that uh, newman did not do his that it route. wasn't newman that's so true. in terms of who has postal experience and has done a pretty good job of it jerry seinfeld is he's, uh, he's up there a strong candidate he's on the top top two top two jerry's jerry seinfeld doesn't love Disorder and dirt, though. That's correct. That's fair. Agreed. He's not a man that's. Stri- I've seen Kramer, you know, Kramer's tossed into a river. He, he can live in squalor. You know what I mean? Like, he can take it. Jerry, on the other hand, you know, he's out in the woods. He's getting twigs underneath his shoes and he's getting mud on his side. I think, like, that's the, a, the only time. He's going to spend a lot of time keeping himself out of that. The only time I can remember, uh, Jerry's like living situation really changing is when he had that when he got that new couch that the 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 chef owner guy peed on Poppy yeah 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 but then he had to replace it anyway so basically it was nothing so I mean he, it, Jerry's living situation doesn't change often so I think I think that's a really good uh, point that Jack makes um, they are both adaptable which I will say because in the Kenny Rogers roaster episode. They both switch apartments and both take on each other's personalities, um, uh-huh, which okay. in this case shows that potentially if they are out in the woods, they could take on a more survivor. They can adapt it. Yeah. Um, the, the real question is the, from which baseline is that better from? Is it better from a more erratic um, kind of creative approach from Kramer or a methodical, straightforward approach from Jerry? Well, I wonder okay. if I wonder if um, both of those two different personality types are based upon their like their their living situation. So they're both in the city. They're both in, in the same apartment building. If they leave those, if they leave that situation, do then they flip personalities to because they're in a they're in a, the opposite environment of a city. So it doesn't it, from the episodes I've seen, which is all of them. It doesn't seem like uh, leaving the apartment, at least for a short time, has any impact on their. Well, I don't mean I don't mean just the apartment. I'm just saying they both like live in the city. They both have they they've spent a lot of time in the city. When they when they're taken out of that that city, like yeah, no, that's scenario. what I mean. I know what, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but they've been to the Hamptons. They've been upstate. And yeah, the Hamptons both and seem, upstate. No, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Hamptons upstate. I'm talking like, like out in the wilderness. Like they're they're all alone. They're in this crazy situation, which they're not. Kramer, I think, is is immediately better off because he finds himself in a in a completely unfamiliar and new situation 
almost every well, episode. But, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that because their situation is completely flipped, do their personalities also flip? So Kramer goes to Jerry's personality, and then Jerry goes to Kramer's personality because I don't think I don't think they do. I think I think they I think they if anything you know hunker down and commit to their personalities even more in a contentious competition Strip down slash, to their rawest yeah forms. to their rawest form Jerry um, Jerry takes counts every step and catalogs every tree that he goes in his mind Kramer is laying a trail of acorns behind him um but instead of acorns he's picking up just anything he can find which immediately blends in with the forest floor <laughs> so Kramer was able to navigate to and address the or navigate to at a place where he lost the directions from and was just kind of using what he could remember. And so maybe he could pick up clues on the package of where it should be going. Right. Cause obviously we don't know where they are or, or what they're doing. Um, but well, I, mean, I guess we know what they're doing. Right. But um, I think, I think in that case, you know, just collecting the surroundings, I think Kramer will be a bit more astute in, you know, the unique things that he finds. So hear me out. I think the only way that we could possibly resolve this is by seeing how this would end up in a Seinfeld episode. Okay, well, I think I'm ready to vote. Yeah, I think I am too. Yeah, let's decide this. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I know Kramer's kind of like the obvious choice, um, given how adaptable he usually is, but I think Jerry's is going to have the, uh, like the mental fortitude and the, 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 he's the idea guy. So I think he's going to be able to pull through at the end. I unfortunately disagree. I think we've seen in, in a couple episodes where Jerry, uh, I don't think time is on Jerry's side. I think once he gets kind of in a loop of something, he doesn't really perform well. Um, see the uh, episode where he turns into a werewolf, essentially. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to give it to Kramer. I think he's got the wherewithal to just do it. It might not be clean, though. All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, strap in. I uh, imagine, if you will, the Seinfeld theme plays. And inside Jerry's apartment, he's, he's lamenting. He just got a phone call. Another gig of his got canceled. He's really hurting. His, he's watching TV. The TV shuts off. Kramer comes in. He's like, hey, buddy. And he goes to turn on the water, and the water shuts off. And he's like, what's going on here? And he's like, I'm out of gigs, Kramer. I can't work in this city. <laughs> nobody's hiring me <laughs> and he's like well you ought to get one of your, yourself a job like uh like newman has and he's like oh maybe i will and they both yada 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 they both end up applying for the usps <laughs> newman Beautiful. is now has recently gotten promoted and is in charge of hiring new mail mail carriers for his route so uh, classic they are given unbeknownst to them um a package and it inside it's, it's addressed to both of them. And inside there is a sheet of instructions telling them to be ready by a certain point to wear, you know, good outdoor clothes and, um, you know, to be ready at a certain day and to meet at a certain place. And they do that. Jerry gets himself all, you know, ready up in like a muck suit that he bought. It's like complete. He's like ready to go out in the wilderness Kramer is wearing exactly what he always wears. And he's like, well, you know, these are my exercise <laughs> clothes, Jerry. Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they go to the, the aforementioned meeting place. They get sacked, thrown in a van, dropped off in the middle of the woods. They both uh, independently stand up and they're like, 
where am I? What's going on? They pull the hood off their heads. They both look down. This is like a split screen. You can see both of them. And they see a package. <laughs> they pick up the package and they shake it around. It doesn't make a whole lot of noise, but they notice that the uh, address has been s- scraped off the front. And the only things that are remo- remained are an N, an R, and an E. And they're not quite sure what that means. Um, then they spend a bunch of time going around in the woods, right? Jerry is taking a lot of time picking out things. He can't, you know, he doesn't want to get his pants dirty. So he's he's walking on twigs and stuff. Kramer is just romping through and you see him pass the same tree like six times. And he every time he's noting a different thing to look at and like pointing to his head like he's going to remember it and then keep walking away. <laughs> Jerry is right, you know, carving with a rock like one notch every tree he goes by and it looks back and there's like a row of trees that all have notches in it. And eventually they run into each other. It's great. They talk for a while. They spat. You know, they do that. Kramer makes some noises just like in the TV show. Eventually, Kramer um, convinces Jerry to open up his package because neither of them are ever going to get out of there and Kramer won't do it. He said, I'd rather die out here than lose this job. Um, And Jerry eventually (laughs) relents, realizing that having a real job is not that worth it to him. Uh, He opens his package and inside there is an address on the envelope. No name. Uh, They both race. They, as soon as Kramer sees what's on there, he assumes it's the same thing as in his. He swipes the box and he sprints away. They both start sprinting and they both go to, um, you know, the, the sound of car noises that they can hear. Uh, I'll cut through them getting to New York. Uh, lots of funny antics, planes, trains and automobile style. And they end up at a very familiar door. What door is it? None other than the door of one Newman. Oh, and Newman. They knock on the door, they pound on the door, and the first person in to hand their their package is Kramer. Oh. And Kramer hands Newman the package. It's great, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, he's Newman's, you know, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, turns around all dramatically. And he's like, ah, it looks <laughs> like you found your way in. Wonderful job. Now, how'd you do it? And Kramer's like, oh, well, I made Jerry open his package. And Newman's like, so you made him o- open the package? Was, yeah, but he was the one who opened it. It's like, hmm. Indeed. Very end here. Cut to the next day. Well, Kramer's gloating about uh, about winning the contest. He's shoving it to Jeremy. He's showing him his to Jerry. He's showing his new mailbag. He's showing his uniform. And right <laughs> as he starts to really gloat in, the police kick in the front door and they say, Cosmo Kramer. He goes, uh, yeah, that's me. And he shows him his name tag. And he's like, you're under arrest for opening a, a federal package. You're coming with me. <laughs> it's cuffed and taken out. Credits roll. Jerry wins the contest. Thank you, everybody, for coming to our show. <laughs> Theme song plays. Woo! Wow. Uh, I could just do a podcast on that. That was very enjoyable. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, that's not our podcast yet. And so we're going to have to say goodbye for now. If you would like to reach out to us, send us an email. Tell us how much you like our Seinfeld talk. Uh, tell me about that podcast at gmail.com is a great way to reach us. We're at TMAT Pod on Twitter. Tell me about that podcast on Facebook. Um, like, review, rate, subscribe, whatever you could do. Uh, tell your friends. We'd love it. Uh, if you could share the episode, that's how you get more people to listen. And that's how we can uh, get more feedback on the show. And obviously, you know, keep doing it. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that'd be amazing. 
With that, I've been Jeremy. I've been Jack. And I've been Ryan. At least it was quicker now. Um, um, uh, Newman's, Jesus, sorry, hold on.